Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to uh, get you pumped as we are. We are pumped for the regular season, aren't we, John? We are ready to go. We are We are both wearing DC kits. The, the, the regular season is fast approaching us. Everything is all amazing. Uh, but first, before we get into that, John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? Ted, I saw Paw Patrol live on Saturday. Wow. From the fifth row. Wow. So fifth I row. A, I had a pretty good weekend. I had a pretty good you know, it was uh it was exactly what you think it would be. It is a thing that you do that you have to do. She loved it, so it was all worth it from that perspective. But boy, I'm gonna remember those songs. <laughs> I'm gonna remember all of that for a long, long time. I was joking, I had saw my I texted my dad, I was like, This is payback for you taking me to this exact same arena to watch Turtles on Ice, uh, which was Ninja Turtles ice skating. So I think this is fair. I think this is what I deserved. Yeah. How about you, Ted? You know, I think uh, Ninja Turtles on ice is a is a much better, uh, much better than, than Paw Patrol. For sure. It's like <laughs> art, really, if you think about it. I would definitely bet. Uh, my weekend was 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 good. Um, I guess past couple weeks, I'm now 33 years old. Turned. Hey. Turned 33. Um, had, a, had a nice sort of a quiet birthday. Um, my, uh, the wife is currently disposed and and busy uh, preparing, preparing for a major exam. So couldn't couldn't really do too much, but still got to see family. Had a nice time. So you and Ted Kudibiatro. I know, right? Sharing birthdays. I know, right? It's like he's destined for greatness. We're both. It, it is. <laughs> You're just a decade ahead of him. That's all. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Wild to think about. You can. <laughs> you don't even know. Man. Wild to think about. Okay, we we had someone in the Reddit comments complain that we talked too much about about other stuff instead of getting the team. So I think we should talk thirty <laughs> minutes about it now, just as a just as a punishment, because everyone knows that we talk for a lot uh, before, at the start of the show about nonsense. So you know. Yeah, yeah, no. I think let's see. What we got uh, we got three minutes in here. I think I think we've we've done that's enough. sufficient. That's sufficient. That's sufficient. Sufficient nonsense to get in that Reddit. That we'll put a note for that redditor to skip to 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 three minutes yeah. in the show, and then he can just get there. We'll, We'll D him. We'll D him him specifically, specifically to do that. All right, let's uh, let's talk DC and DC. Oh my goodness, John, they've made a a major signing, a, a signing maybe we didn't consider major, and then uh, I think it sort of developed into into a major signing. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, DC United. I think the biggest biggest news of the day was the uh, making official. I don't think it came. I think it came after the McVeigh trade, sort of the official announcements, but. Considering we knew this one was basically, basically a done deal, um, and apparently it's been in the works for a while, and I think apparently this player was also at the uh, at the training center, um, and no one apparently knew who he was or noticed him, which is kind of funny to me in certain sense. But I think it's I think he was so white that he blended in with the snow yeah. that was there still on the ground, so he was just able to be camouflaged. If you're wondering who we're talking about, we're talking about Matty uh, Matty Patola, uh, Finnish. Defensive midfielder slash center defender. That's kind of where he played for HGK. We'll, we'll get into that into a little bit. Uh, he signed as a young designated player. So he is 21 years old. So he counts less against the cap. Um, I, and also the team still has their uh, two remaining um, U22 initiative slots. Uh, Who was our last young designated player, Ted? Do you remember? Uh, I think it would be Lucho. I'm pretty was he sure young DP. I think he was a young DP when he was when he first signed. I'm 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 gonna go on a limb and say that uh, it might actually be either that if it's not him, then it was definitely Paul Ariola because Paul Ariola definitely came in as a young designated player when he came to the team in 2018. Um, so it was either him or or Lucho. I would say. Or actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, Lucho was definitely after him or after was before him. So 
Therefore, Paul Ariola, last young doesn't A player. So good. <laughs> Do you know the uh, so I just wanted to say this guy's name. Do you know who the first one was? Who's the first one? Raphael. Oh Gladiator. my goodness. <laughs> he was the first young DP. He of the one goal against Columbus Crew from midfield. Uh midfield goal, and then we never saw him basically again. It was the strangest thing. Man, we've had a he's lot. He's still of- playing. Uh, he is, yeah. I think he's down. He's still in Brazil. I think he's still mm-hmm. still kicking it around. So good, good for him. Um, I I just really wanted to figure out a way to work a gladiator mention into the show. I, if I can ever do that, <laughs> I want to. Yeah, absolutely, you should. Uh, but let's talk about him. Um, he is he is uh, he has played center back. He played center back for HGK. I think the team golf is sort of hinted at. He's going to play defensive midfielder. I think he's talked about that as playing more naturally. Um, I managed to watch him play a little bit. I I said I said. I found out he played in the conference league. I said, Oh, there's games on Paramount plus. Let me see. Oh, here's this game. And I dreamed up some content. Uh, so if you want maybe a little bit more specific details, I kind of get in highlight some of some of what I saw from him um, and everything like that. Go to RFKRefugees.com. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Should be the, one of the first, uh, first blog posts on there. It's getting rave reviews all over, all over the DC United <laughs> sphere. RFKRefugees.com now with 100% less Russian gambling bot infiltration. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry if you, if you got, uh, if, if you saw that a little bit, uh, but no one really said anything. And that was, no, that's not, that's a bad sign <laughs> so, for us. To so, so, so it basically inspired me to say, we need to drive some more traffic to the website. So that's why there we go. So we're, we're going to start doing more writing. We're going to start doing more things like that. We also put it up on our Patreon. So Patreon viewers got, got it first. Um, but uh Let's, uh, John. Do you do you want me to get into maybe some of? I the think specific- I think it's only right, Ted. It's only right. <laughs> you, 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 the had, man who actually seen if, him play. If you had any opinion opinions of him, I think no. I, I did not realize uh, at the onset that he was young DP. I thought maybe he was. I thought maybe it was a different situation than that. Uh, so that I originally got concerned about that until I was reminded. I think by you that saying that the only way that we were able to fill the other under 22 spots was to make a, a young DP and not another overage DP oh. MLS arcane rules aside. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Just a quick clarification because I am a nerd. It's you can have a young designated player. You can have another overage designated player, but their salary cap hit cannot be above 1.6 million, which is the TAM, the base of the threshold to where you can buy the player down with your TAM or designated money, if that makes any sense at all. So, yeah. Yeah, and 1.6 million is not going to get you the, the world's best designated player anyway. So let's just, let's leave that on its own. Yeah. And, and to your point, I think the, the thinking behind this move and making him a young designated player instead of maybe, you know, slotting him into that sort of U22 initiative slot, I don't know if they can, if they can maybe, if they see something, if something happens in the summer and they want to switch that around a little bit, whether they can or not, his salary prop. And now they think about his salary. He, he was signed as a free agent. Um, so he's getting paid. Uh, I would say from the salary, he is getting paid potentially well above that designated player threshold. He might still fall within that. Maybe that under that 1.6 million to where he could be becomes an overage player. They can still use those slots. Um, so, I, and I think the reasoning, the reasoning behind making him a young designated player instead of the U22 slots is the simple fact that a U22 player that you want to kind of save those for when you need to pay a transfer fee, um, because you, you are limited in what you can pay them salary wise, but you can spend as much as you want. A transfer fee literally does not compute into the salary cap for the team. So, um, I think that's a, a shrewd bit of business. I think it makes sense why they're, why they're, why they're paying him as a young des- designated player. Uh, this is a guy who, um, I think is certainly on the rise on the Finnish national team. He's made multiple appearances. Uh, they, 
aren't the cream of the crop when it comes to Europe, that's for sure. But he was attracting a lot of interest um, over in Syria and, and League and League One in France. Um, I think the nature of those moves were, well, we think you're pretty good, but you know you're kind of unproven. We've got X X players that were that are here before you, so you're going to have to earn your spot over them. And DC was like, look here, we'll pay you, uh, we'll pay you probably more than what those teams are going to pay you. And you get to come here. You're going to have a designated player tag, which basically means that you're going to get a you're going to get a good opportunity. You're basically coming in as the starter for this team. Um, that being said, as as to how he plays, uh, he sort of played in the in a, a three center back uh, line. At least the game I saw, I think he has sort of shifted into defensive midfield. Um, but this is not a guy. This is not like a center back. He certainly has a lot of defensive qualities, uh, but he likes to push forward. And I saw him several times. I, I have the clips highlighted where he sort of won the ball in the center of the field. He looked to push up, looked to try to make a pass. Um, he also had a couple really nice plays where it's sort of back in the defensive third, where I saw him sort of lift the ball up to sort of spring a counterattack. Um, he also uh, covers a lot of ground. Um, very, very much one of the top, I think, in the in the Finnish league as far as covering ground. I saw that in, in, in the game against Aberdeen. He uh, was played on sort of the left side, but, you know, I think as the team was kind of pressing forward in that game, uh, the team gets caught a little bit and he covers the right side very well and, and stops an attack. So um, I think this is this is a, a sort of a bit of a coup. Um, a lot of the the players over at, at in Finland have thought very highly of him. Um, I think it was thought that he was going on maybe to a bigger league in Europe. So they're a little bit surprised that he's yeah. he's coming to MLS. Our Twitter mentions are funny right now. <laughs> it, it's a bunch of Finnish people being like, your league is trash. You don't deserve him. And everyone else being like, who? What? What is this guy? <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I left that game against Aberdeen very impressed with him. And I, I outlined that a lot in my piece. And I think he could be um, certainly a solid player in the back. Russell Canals had an Iron Man season, and but I don't think we can expect that again. So I I'm very curious to see where you know where this sort of puts him, where Troy Lassane sort of thinks he fits in now. Um, I think that's maybe the biggest question. Um, I don't know if that caused maybe any sort of riff or, or concern from Russell Canals. Um, maybe they can. Hmm, do I want to do I want to start the realty game a little bit sooner full time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's happy to have another partner in that in that position. He's has got none other. Uh, obviously, with with Chris Durkin departing, there's no there's no natural pairing for him. There's no, you know, he he had an Iron Man season, but I'm sure if you asked him, he wouldn't mind being able to rest a little bit, especially as the season gets longer. Yeah. And, and you know, to that to that effect, you know, I think with Russell Canals. Very much in number six, very good defensively, will cover the ball, progressing the ball forward and sort of moving it forward. While he, he can do it in certain respects, he is not very strong with it. And um, I think we're getting, from what I saw against, uh, in, in the one game against Aberdeen, again, small sample size, uh, you know, Maddie's not afraid to hit a pass. He's not afraid to, to try to loop the ball forward. Um, there was one moment in the game where he got the ball at midfield and tried to sort of, you know, play a long ball over the top. Um, he's going to have a, a, a great partner, a guy who can sort of wrestle those balls down like a, like a, like a, uh, uh, like a center in, in, in basketball um, in, in Benteke, uh, probably one of the best aerial threats in the league. So I, I think that's something you could see out of this team. Um, as far as where he plays again, he played a sort of that, a third, a third line center back. You're definitely not going to play him in a two man center back. It's definitely, if that's where you want to play him, um, it looks like the team is shifting to a three-back line, which I didn't think was going to happen, but 
um, considering the next player we'll talking about and, and sort of all the depth they're getting there. Um, I'm starting to think we're, 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 we're looking at a three, five, two from this team. They said DC United signed center backs and then they just spammed it and they just kept adding more and more defensive players. <laughs> like, well, I guess, I guess we have our, we have our uh, resolution, what we're going to do here. But you know, in a sense, I, I think we're they needed they needed a back. If you look at the players that left, mm-hmm. they were all center backs. So I think it's just a matter of making sure that you are uh, filled up to your complement. Well, I, and I think if we look at if you look at how this team has built the roster this year, you know, Sands, Pirani, and um, and Jared Stroud and, and Jacob Mural, they've gone very defensive with this rebuild. I think we're seeing maybe the beginnings of, of kind of sort of what. Honestly, what we saw a little bit from Nashville early in the year, which was we're going to, you know, start to build sort of out of the back, build that foundation in the back. And, and you know, then once then then we'll go out and we'll find the Hani Mukhtar and, and bring him in and and and, you know, blow this thing up. So I was watching some old decent some 2023 decent United games again, which is just a, a cry for help if ever there was one. But I was watching the Red Bulls game, uh, the uh, home game. Ooh where I believe we lost five to three was the final score. And Troy was, Troy was saying, saw that. So he's probably like, you know what we need to do? We need to fix the defense. <laughs> we really need to do that. That's what we've got to do first. Yeah. That's the, that's the first, that's the first thing I had to do. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's an interesting signing. I think there's, there is some risk involved to it. You are giving a young player who's never played outside of Finland. You know, he's going to have to come in. Uh, also, you know, it's worth adding uh, the, the, climate that he is going to have to integrate himself in <laughs> in dc versus uh what he experiences in finland will be very different so i was looking for something in the room that was extremely bright red but i couldn't find anything so we'll just have to imagine or just look behind ted he'll be that color uh come july that's the color he'll be yeah um and we'll see we haven't had a chance to watch any games so we really have no idea no idea what the by design I mean, I saw somebody finally, an MLS reporter, be like, "There wasn't, there was an edict that went out uh, to teams to, to to provide less video content from preseason games because of mistakes that were happening, like goalies that were making horrible errors, and they were getting many, many, many hits on that, and it was embarrassing the teams, which I think is baloney." MLR, like every other team in the world has their preseason games covered. It's not like a secret. They're not, everything's not behind closed doors, but MLS is, I guess, so. I would say very controlling of their of, of the how they're perceived and their media perceptions. So uh, I think it's a bad decision that we have talked about a million times. But I, it was interesting to me first time to see reporting to say that is intentional. You are not imagining things. Uh, yeah, it's not just that they're cheap. It's other reasons, too. It's it's bad PR reasons. Yeah. And it's also I mean, you've got the the we, we talk about the, the goal from trialist too. who I've had to I tried to go back and look and I was just like, you know what? It's not. It's not. It's not worth it. Um, it was. Uh, it was the draftee. It was yeah. the. It was the third round draftee that I, whose name I can't remember. And from now on, until he gets signed, he's trialist too. So yeah, it's that's all there is to it. It's just well, well it, I, I want to sort of back up on that. I feel like I, I feel like MLS makes obviously a mistake every year when they do that, and it's not about not about who watches or it's not about how many people watch. I should say, which apparently is a couple hundred according to their numbers, which I believe. Yeah, I'm sure they're good teams, but you know, I, I, I will say I listened to, um, I listened to extra time radio and the, when they were talking about teams, they talked about Dallas. They talked of course about Miami. Um, cause they could see them cause they could watch them and they could see them. And that's kind of my point here. You know, if you're a team that's trying to, generate buzz or generate interest you know giving and and this isn't about just me or you getting a chance to watch these games 
this is about, I think, other, other sources in the media, you know, where they can look at it and they can, you know, Jacob Merrill's goal happens in front of a stream and Extra Time Radio is talking about it. And then people who listen to that, fans who listen to that, pick that up and they say, you know what, I was thinking about just sitting at home and watching the preseason game, but I'm kind of interested. Maybe I want to go out. I don't know. It just It just feels like very short-term thinking from the teams. And I just, I wish... I wish there was a more, I wish it was a bigger picture look than just who's watching it. And honestly, you literally put uh, Inner Miami out there against Al Nasser and they got waxed six to nothing. Um, we'll get into that maybe in a little bit as we get later in the show, but it just, it, it, to me, it's just, I don't know, it just feels, it just feels silly. And I think, I think MLS needs to figure out a way to change it. it it's wild to me. It's wild to me that. I'm pretty sure like 10, 15 years ago, I was able to watch more preseason related matches than I am today. And it's considering all the advances we've had in, 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 in streaming and everything like that. It's just, it's just wild. All right. Uh, next acquisition, maybe a little less on little less exciting. Now the young designated player, uh, they've acquired Christopher McVeigh uh, from inner Miami uh, happened to be in Saudi Arabia at the time. So it was pretty much just a, probably driving a golf cart around to the, to the DC training facility or a quick car ride or maybe a plane ride. I don't know, but um, I, I think they're in the same, I think they're in the same camp. I think they're all in Riyadh. Yeah. So, so literally it was just, th- it was just like, <laughs> I had to think this one was in the works and they, they knew it was going to happen. It was just like, they probably even told him to look, you're going to go to DC here. So he's like, but let me please fly over with Messi on the space plane versus <laughs> the, uh, the uh, Argy Argo, the army cargo plane that you guys flew over, uh, however that got back. So yeah, yeah I don't blame him. Yeah. So hundred K in allocation money um, over to, over to inter Miami and an international roster slot. Uh, so DC is now maxed out on international roster slots that may come important in the summer. Um, if this team is looking to maybe fill those U 22 slots, I think it also indicates that I think this team, maybe you see a couple other moves, um, I would maybe like another move in, in central midfield or, you know, Hey, maybe you give a run out to Jeremy Gurea, but, um, I, I think that's what people should start, start to take away from the way this roster is being built out. I think everything depends on the two DP, the overage DP big money slots coming open. I think they're, I don't, I don't want to say they're treading water, but they're absolutely going to evaluate the young players that they have. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, so obvious. The hilarious part's going to be if they all do really well and then they all get the transfer this summer that they all, <laughs> like if Matai gets the transfer that he was already offered from Villarreal, if Christian Fletcher gets offers and they have, and they're, and they're so good, they got to sell them. They basically like, Burned, they're like, all right, it's all about the youth. Uh oh, all the youth are gone. Now. I mean, if, if those players are out there performing and doing well, I mean, this is, you may, moods can change very quickly as to, as to, as to how this team does. So I I think, I think you'll see some of them. I think, I think if I had to guess, I don't know, Christian, I would say, take out the offer. I would, I would temper, I would, I would say Christian Fletcher's my like breakout possibly gone and, you know, we'll see what happens. I I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of working on an article and I think this year is going to, for me, going to be a lot about, um, uh, uh, Tecuti Pietro, like, what is his ceiling? We know his floor, but what is his ceiling? Is it going, you know, can he, you know, put together where he maybe starts to gather some interest? Can um, he, be, can he become the secondary scorer that this team has needed since that, since Taxi Puntas left? Yeah. Because there's not been nobody else to do that. And I'd like it to be him. That'd be great to see him seven or eight goals. Boy. Yeah. Now we're cooking. We, we completely just glossed over. <laughs> glossed, over, it gets. glossed over the defender that we got Christian McVay I do want to say uh, he is 
He is uh, from Sweden. So if you're seeing that and say, well, does he take up an international slot? He does not. He has an American passport. So he counts as a domestic player. Um, Houts was center back depth. He's solid. Um, you know, de- I think he had decent numbers. 2020. He's super cheap, right? Ted didn't look at his yeah, salary. Yeah, $225,000. So really cheap. Bargain. Really cheap against the cap. Last year of his contract, I mean, if he doesn't work, you're not really having a long-term commitment here. He probably knows that. Um, I'm sure if he plays well, you know, he'll be back. Um, I, I do want to say, though, I do wonder what this means. I, I've been kind of thinking, you know, we've been hearing a lot of talk about captain uh, from Troy saying, you know, how he hasn't decided who on the captain yet. That's interesting. Um, because Burbaum has been sort of the de facto, like, captain of this team for i really i can't remember it's been so long like i can't remember when he has been so it's interesting that maybe they're thinking about going in a different direction maybe the idea is is that the plan is is that you know yes well we're going to play burn bomb sometimes but uh we're gonna the minutes are going to be weaned a little bit for him he's not going to be a week in week out starter um what we can say is that the team is looking to sort of play three center backs i was completely like i don't think this is going to happen I was, I think, you know, other people have been talking about it. I'm like, I don't see it. But now I'm starting to see it a little bit because uh, it looks like they're going to play Herrera in kind of a wide center back role. We'll see how it works. I think it's funny that the only time you've seen Herrera and Jayazi in like the social media stuff is them scoring belters. So it's very funny that like, all right, wing players, <laughs> you know what you're really here to do. You're not really here to defend so much. we got three center backs to take care of that. We need to see you uh, put put the ball in the net and then cross the ball. I think that might be the case for 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 Yaz. Uh, I'm not so sure about um, about Herrera. They seem to be based kind of on the lineup look. They may they were looking maybe to play him as kind of almost uh, in that center back role, maybe in that kind of that sort of uh, that sort of uh, Matty role that we saw from HJK, where he's going to be kind of a little more of a roaming center back. So who do they have as a how do, who do they have as a right wing back then? Uh, I I I. I think I saw Stroud or something like that being talked about as potentially that position. I guess that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing him as sort of maybe a, a, a sort of right defensive center, right defensive sided player. So we'll see. I mean, again, we have no, uh, they are, we are, we are reading the chicken end trails guys. Yeah, there's the, nothing. It's really hard to, to dif- discern the lineups and, and that we get on Twitter and, and everything like that. I will say, um, I will say that they do have a game coming up, I believe 1 PM central time in, Dallas, I think that was made official. That will be played at FC Dallas' stadium that will be open to the public. Don't be shocked if maybe I I, I know I think uh Stephen Golf said there was no stream. That that is a week before the season starts. We saw last year when they had sort of preseason games that were scheduled in the MLS stadiums, and they were using it as kind of a test bench to to sort of walk through you know, the opening week of the season that was new for Apple TV. So maybe they won't, maybe they'll just pass it over, but I can also, I, if you're, I can see you're that a, game uh, in there. If you're a uh, listener of the show, if you want old United 96 stickers, if you go to the Dallas game and stream it on Facebook live or Instagram live, <laughs> I'll send you some stickers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, quick, quick hit on the results. Uh, they played Sudan, uh, six nothing win against Sudan. Herrera, Fletcher, Mural, Dahomey with two goals and Trialist number two with goals. I believe Dahomey's were PKs, or at least one of them was a PK. So Mural apparently had the had the goal of the. They, they did show that, so they're they're showing mm-hmm. the the good stuff. Um, and then they had a game against Al Wahadi. Uh, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Uh, 
again, we're terrible on the show. A uh, goal from Santos in that game. They were down one, I think Santos off a free kick went and scored a goal. So maybe a little concern. There wasn't a little more offensive output. A tech Kitty Pietro also did not play in that game. So I'm, I mean, you are playing, you are playing no matter who they are. If you, this is your second game of the preseason. You've got not, I think Benteke is playing like 15 minutes. You're their leading goal scorer. I, I I'm more happy with only conceding one. <laughs> They've only conceded one game goals so far. I think that's fantastic. All uh, cool. Uh, interesting that Santos was the uh, free kick taker. Mm-hmm. Interesting that he interviewed in Portuguese after. I think that's. I would love to see that. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, letting players speak in their native language after the game, so they're being like, you know, they feel comfortable and they're getting all of their idioms across, and they're not having to like think five ways about it. This is what I want to say, and then having having it be translated some way for other for other folks to understand. I think that would be really cool if they could figure out how to do that. They did it for that, so I don't know why they can't do it for during the season. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it also could open up other players who might have be more comfortable speaking English that can come in um, for sure, come in and 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 speak. Uh, we also have Larry Leaks Cup group. Set. Um, yikes, I think is the word to say it. We have Atlanta United and Santos Laguna. It's a yikes for it, sure. It is certainly a yikes. Um, you excited? Troy Lissane was asked about that, yeah. and he was like, well, I got out of my group in, in Red Bull, and I think Santos was in our group there. So <laughs> whatever. So we'll see. I hope so. I'd, I talked about this, I think, on Twitter. Like, I still maintain that I would love to be in CONCACAF Champions League, so League's Cup finalist or Open Cup champion are the only two ways to get there that I think are feasible for this team. So the League's Cup draw did not set us up well. <laughs> for one of those two, not not a great start. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot. I don't think Santos is certainly kind of mid, mid-table uh, Mex- on, on the Mexican side. Um, there's also been some changes to the, to the format as well. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I didn't get all into the details you can find elsewhere, but basically they're sort of answering to the, some of the complaints of the league on X side, which is the the top teams are basically going to get, it's still in the United States, but they're going to get to kind of choose sort of a hub city where they can basically be the host and they don't have to, to travel all those games. So probably a smart call. Um, I think for, for MLS to do that. I know a lot of people talk about how this, this tournament should take place in Mexico, whatever it is i i still think this is i know the 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 stigma it's gotten it's kind of like you're either a leagues cup fan or you're a or you're a u.s open cup fan i am the guy from the video saying you can do both and you should do both in my opinion so um i like the leagues cup i think it's i think it's still a fun tournament um i can understand some people have some some maybe some lack of excitement for it i just like seeing this team go up against you know mls teams go up against league mx size i think it's it's a lot of fun um we also got kit, kit leaks uh, all the like basically low res 480p uh, <laughs> get leaks right coming in through from EAFC um, coming through on the on those uh, on those kit leaks. So uh, g- giving you some of your thoughts, you you like the kit? I think was- I, I I think I'm I, it looks kind of in in the format that it's in. I'd love to see it in person. I really it's hard for me to say. There's the continued conversation about what what is the deal with the. Uh, sponsorship on the front. Yeah, that's been a big one. I mean, that is that continues to be sort of confusing. I think I I don't recall. I believe they used their game jerseys last preseason, so it had it had XDC on it. They've been using they used their away game, their their cherry blossom jerseys in the first game with no sponsor. In the second game, they used training jerseys I've never seen before with the numbers on the front, which looked very cool. I wish they could do that <laughs> in whatever they can. They can obviously, but that would be very cool if they could. Uh, we'll see what happens in Dallas. I think that 
I think it would be interesting to see if Dallas is in their like 20, 24 full game kit because they're at home in front of fans. They might be. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I haven't bought. Uh, did I buy a jersey last year? No, I didn't buy a jersey last year. Dude. So it's my my first year without purchase, I think. I bought the I bought the cherry blossom kit. You're wearing it. I'm wearing it's it. It's happening right now for those listening. <laughs> Ted's Ted is wearing it. I'm wearing the cherry blossom kit. I I I think that has been something, and it's been we've heard like different like oh it's you know it's Stallone don't be don't be silly. I mean this is technically the last year of the of the sponsorship deal. I think I speak for several fans when they would love to sort of you know do away with the crypto with the crypto sponsorship. Um, out with out with the crypto and with the uh, in with the drone manufacturers likely <laughs> likely the next likely we'll 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 see we'll see what happens um, whether maybe the team can't get a sponsor and then you can pick up a sponsorless kit so everybody's been well I just thought of a worse option What's that? <laughs> I won't I won't I won't put I won't speak it into the universe uh, there's certainly there's certainly a a, a, a an interested benefactor that may want to get on the front of these jerseys that may or may not have paid for a preseason jaunt. Uh, for said team. Oh, geez. so yeah. Think yeah. about that. Think about think about that before you get so mad about XDC. Yeah, <laughs> you got problems with this. You're gonna have problems with that. Let's let's hope that you that you didn't. I think everybody can tell what you're thinking. Speaking but, of but, bad idea jeans, let's talk about Inter Miami's world tour. <laughs> I, I did want to add to the jersey. I've I've always had an opinion that keep it black. You can make it simple if you want. Um, I do like the red on it. I think the red could look could look cool. Again, I'm I'm curious if the design will will come through. The the AFC, the, the EAFC sort of polygon, the, the kits are very high contrast. So I'm, I think the last kit, if you look at it, it's got sort of, you can see the, the sort of stripes and you can see it on the kit if you look at it. But if you, if you watch it from afar, it just looks, it just looks black. So yeah, let's talk enter Miami. Let's talk about this um, absolute uh, foreseeable disaster. Like I, I, I really, I, I will say, I will say. A lot. I if you listen to Total Soccer Show Extra Time, everybody is talking up about how Inter Miami is, you know, the winners of the offseason. They got Luis Suarez. They've got all this talent. Uh, their talent is uh, like um, both are like on the wrong side of thirty five. Like they're both like pushing. Some of them are like pushing forty. I believe. Um, I believe uh, Luis Suarez has talked about how like literally like he he knows like after his after his playing days are over, it's going to be difficult for him to move. Um, so, and it looks like it when he runs, it does. And I mean, I, I watched a little bit of the game against, um, I think the first, the first one against the, the other Saudi team, not El Nasser. I watched a little bit of it. And then the, the El Nasser game was like over in like 15 minutes. It was basically like, that was it. Um, you know, and also they've played a couple of preseason games and already there's injury concerns. The, the biggest one, the biggest controversy now is what happened in Hong Kong. Um, I would say losing your your backup number ten, who was going to have to get a lot of minutes when Messi was on international duty and play Facundo Farias with an ACL out for the year, Ben Benjamin Kramaski out with a sports hernia for three months, not great. Like they they lost two of the good young players that have backfill uh, for depth, and now they're already sort of like churning one level lower. Yeah. And they're not even through their and they're they're not even through a trip. Let's talk about the Hong Kong game because I think that was there's there's like legal proceedings apparently uh, potentially about to happen. <laughs> and and I'm like I have to feel I have to feel I have to roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like Messi's hurt. Like what do you like you're you're not going to get them whatever legal proceedings you're going to like throw at them. It's not going to be worth risking him. This isn't Beckham in 2007 where they're like, oh, his ankle has like stitches that are falling out. He's going to play. I don't care. We said he'd yeah. play. He'd play. 
uh, Tato Martina is not going to do that. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this for a friendly. That's uh, you're not going to get that out of me. And I think, uh, so basically what I, from what I understand, so Messi did not play in the game. They got booed off the field. I saw some fan kick, kick a head yeah. off of a, yeah. <laughs> off of a, off of a, like a, an advertisement in the concourse. Hong, the Hong Kong government was like demanding he play. And they were saying like, it's in the contract. The contract stipulates that he would appear. He appeared. He was in training. He was at he was the on game. The roster. He appeared. Uh, but there apparently there's like some confusion around the contract between the third party and and Messi or or Inter Miami. Uh, so it's just a bad look. Like if there, this is the this is what's been being said everywhere. It's like if you treat Messi as like a sideshow freak show element where it's like come see the the, the short Argentinian soccer player. Uh, and wherever you go, that that's what you're going to see. There will be times he doesn't play, and every single time it's going to be like, well, where was it? Where did it happen last year where they had to offer? It was a Chicago Fire game. Yeah, they had to offer they had to offer tickets to reimburse because he couldn't make it. He's going to miss games this season. He's oh, old, yeah. and he's got international duty. Like people are buying season tickets on the premise of being able to sell all sell that game and make it all up. This is not. This is not the way for consumer happiness, <laughs> there is going to be a lot of tears and longtime fans of the, of, of teams in the league are going to kind of like look at these people and not necessarily laugh, but just be like, this is, this is how it goes, man. Sometimes they don't play. You can't, you go to see the team, you don't go to see the players. Yeah, I mean, NBA teams, you know, bad NBA teams deal with it when, you know, LeBron James is supposedly coming and he doesn't play because it's game 40 of a season. And he's like, Nope, I'm going to, I'm going to rest. I mean, I, I just like also Messi's what, 36, 37? I forget how like I mean this guy is not not a young like, he can't run anymore. He literally walks the most of the game and then will kind of like pick it up and, and 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 pick his moments. And we saw that and it was and it was amazing um and incredible. So I, I don't know. It's 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 a tough situation. I don't know how much teams can do. I would just say I would just like I would impress upon people to like not not to spend money just to go see Messi play. Um, I, I think that the KC maybe got it the most right in where they moved the game and they moved the game to, to Arrowhead stadium to make it at least somewhat reasonably priced. We still don't, I don't know if we have tickets yet for DC. They're, I'm sure they're going to be expensive um, cost of season ticket level type of expense. So yeah, I it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad situation. I think the, roving tour that they went on i think they maybe they maybe could have gone on to one location um and maybe that would have been saudi arabia and done preseason there and then maybe you'll yeah hop fly to fly to us come to me but to, <laughs> to do el salvador then to do saudi arabia then to do hong kong then to do japan and then also then to oh by the way we're also going to roll into argentina for his new like it's a home isn't that a game in miami or Fort Lauderdale? Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. it's a home game. It's a home game. So. But still. But still, I mean, the, 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 and also, like, you talk about, too, the injuries they've had to those players. Like, that, that's what's going to happen. Like, and those types of players, Messi, Suarez, any, you know, um, Jordi Alba, Busquets, if they feel something, they're going to let you know because they know if they're healthy, they're going to play. Is a guy who, like Kermansky who's, you know, trying to make his way in the side. He feels a little off, but he's like, you know what? I need to go out there and play because if I don't, then I might lose my spot. 
And I think that's where you're going to get into some some problems, particularly with this trip. And he's trying and he's a he's a youth. He's a under 21 player for Argentina. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get these. He wants to make sure that he's on the field. Messi's on the field. So those eyeballs are on him. So the sports hernia is not quite as bad as an ACL tear that Faria said, but it's still uh, if that happened, that that would be very similar to Ted Cudipietro having a sports hernia because please he's do playing. not put that into the into the world. I am just knocking on all of the fake wood here. <laughs> not going to happen. We were we have we have he, he done did not all play of our last sports game, hernias. So I I already got a little bit of a nervousness. We have done all of our sports hernias for two lifetimes here at RFK uh, <laughs> over over the years. Fair enough. All right, we got some uh, some questions over here from Richard Rolson. Um, let's get into them to close out our DC United talk. Uh, said, what positions would you like to see DC acquire before the start of the regular season? Um, I'll say it out front. I, th- I think they're, I maybe we see one player. I would see central midfield, you know, defensive side, either defensive side or maybe, you know, uh, back up as sort of an eight for, um, uh, for Matias Click, maybe you see. But I think the team is, I think the team is done. I think they're going to roll out. I think you're going to see some minutes for your, some minutes from Jeremy Gray. I think you're going to see some minutes from, um, Jackson Hopkins, you're going to see some minutes, obviously from from Merrill their their uh, draft signing. I think this team is wants to see what they have, like you said, in the young players. I, I think this this will be this will be pretty much it um, as far as as far as the season goes for the, for at least the January window, and then they reevaluate in the summer. That's right. Anything else you want to add there, or do you? That's right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think that they hired Trail Singh because he can get a lot out of young players. And that's what they have, so that's what they're going to do. Yep. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we um we also didn't talk about Gabriel Perani in uh, the Colum- the South American Pre Olympic Tournament. Um, I believe they played today. I did not check their score, um, and I know the games are all are on FS two. He did have a goal. He got a goal, uh, and then he started against Venezuela, and uh, they got waxed three to one. So remains to be seen with him. Uh, remains to be seen what what we'll get out of him. I'm a little nervous. I sort of wish. Brazil like had fallen out and he was kind of back with the team and, and able to maybe assimilate a little bit. Um, but the team seems to want him there. Um, I think they view him as, as somebody, if it doesn't work out, he's probably going to be in the Olympics. And if you're, if, if he has like a good tournament, cause tournaments are weird, then um, you'll see him maybe go, go in the summer. I could see that happening. I feel like you've signed him to the contract. You've signed him. I think he's going to be a major piece. I think they would in a, in a perfect universe like to have had him, there, I think I think Lassane would have liked to have had his hands oh, yeah. on him to see where he's going to fit in, because you know we're we're just real. Like I said, and like you said, we are just wild ass guessing in the dark with these with formation choices, with where players are comfortable playing. You know, <laughs> we're we're just guessing. Soon we'll be able to make informed guesses. Yeah, but I, soon, I, I think soon we'll that, see the starting lineup and opening day. Like, <laughs> and then we'll have a lot of opinions. Yeah. Um, oh, Hayden Sargis is starting. We did not see that coming. Hey Surprise. Man, he had a he had a banger of a goal in training. He did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Second question. With the <laughs> squad DC United currently has, what formation do you think Charles Sane will utilize? I think we've talked about this. We think it's going to be a 3 5 2. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see, and I think it's a question of, you know, is Herrera out there on the right? Um, I think he is. Yeah. So, and they also, Personally. I think they also have a, uh, they have an academy kid. I believe one of the trialists is like an academy kid who also plays out in that wingback position. Maybe we'll see him um, make some appearance. Graham Jones, right? Yep, Graham Jones. So, um, by the way, I think we should mention good, good, uh, interesting uh, interview that I guess Troy Lassane had with the academy. So, I think the team's maybe looking to 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 grow that connection a little bit. 
All right, we're going to shift gears. Uh, we're going to talk Washington spirit now a little bit. We've got not a whole lot of news, not a whole lot of information. I was on the press conference today, so I have a little bit as I that all that'll sprinkle in through the through the show. Sprinkle in. The only thing we know, we know players going out. Um, I am. I have to say, I am. It is strange that I am. I am more confident about DC's current state of their roster than I am right now with the Washington Spirit, mostly because I just. I, I just. So many players have gone, and I just feel like there hasn't been a whole lot of additions in. You can disagree with me if you want, but that's kind of how I feel right me? now. Me, yes. I can disagree with you. Yes, I don't disagree with you. I, I think Casey Casey Kruger is a good right back. That'll be great. Uh, I think Sar will be maybe better in her next year at left wing. Um, I'll I'll say today in the press conference that Trinity was very excited about the young players, sort of unprompted, uh, sort of saying that the she was impressed how quickly it seemed like these players knew what they were doing and how they were developing chemistry. Do they always say that? Yes. Did they say that last year about the, 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 the draft picks, almost none of whom contributed in a major way. They did. That's what you do. But she did. She did say that unprompted. So there, there is that. Yeah. They had a uh, goodbye messages to Marissa Shiva and Amber Brooks. Um, certainly Amber Brooks will forever live in, in, uh, in meme NWSL lore for her, uh, double bird, double middle fingers over to the, <laughs> after scoring a goal in that game too, by the way, after scoring a goal into that game over to the assistant, I think, did she get a, a one match? Just she, she did <laughs> she all worth it. <laughs> all worth it. Uh, upset about the fact that it was called a corner kick and not a throw in when she was trying to kick it out. So, um, very, uh, sad to see her leave. I think she is, I want to say, I think she was in Chicago. I think she's on like a preseason roster there. So good. She'd be a great fit there. I think that's good. They're trying to really rebuild that. It'll be hilarious. If the, the center back pairing is Sam Staub and Amber Brooks yeah. uh, in Chicago, <laughs> which it might be interesting that the team didn't extend a contract. I mean, I guess center back is right now the main concern here. Cause you got rid of Sam Staub. You have, um, you have uh, Tara McKeown, who's who is still, who is still a defender at, that is verified. She's calling herself a center back now mm-hmm. when asked, what is your position? She says defender. So that's progress. It's, it's, it's like the, the pro the, the, uh, the, the wheel of like dealing with trauma, like the yeah. denial acceptance <laughs> grievance. She's, she's in the acceptance phase now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she'll be there. Uh, but other than that, I'm like, I don't know what else this team really has. And it's I, I think that. Until the summer happens, similar to DC United, they are going to see what they have with the first round draft picks that they were able to acquire. Uh, they're going to have, you know, a lot of games. Uh, Jana Geraldez is not going to be there until the end of La Liga season or whatever they call. Is it called La Liga as well? <laughs> La Liga Feminine or whatever it, they call it's, it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not uh, called that. It's called something else, but I can't think of it. Okay. Was, yeah. But you, yeah, Barcelona. Uh, so that the, uh, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see what they have out of that. Corey Bethune, I think, is going to be immediately looked at. Chloe Ricketts is going to be immediately looked at. They're they're the stressing going on now from a from like a skill build. There, it's all very early, obviously, but they're talking very much about uh, how do they attack? How do you how do you win one on ones? How do you how do you handle close pressure and dribbling out of it without turning it over? Without with being with being smart? She's like they said. Uh, Trinity said, "We know we can win direct. We know we have the skill set to play direct." but we also want to be able to do this. And she said, like, there was a question sort of about style. She's like, it's Barcelona, man. Like, <laughs> like it's the, all, there's, there's a style of play. That's about like, all right, I'm going to pass it to this person. We're going to make sure that we feed this person, the ball and something happens. But Barcelona, it's about, we're going to play soccer. We're all going to try to, it's, it's about a collective unit. We're going to all, we're going to all make those plays. We're all going to move off the ball. We're all going to make these good passes. So 
early days, obviously the message is, is being filtered down and that, that we have high expectations. But uh, I agree with you generally that this is going to be a similar to DC United, like a see what we got here in the youth and then reapprise in the summer. Yeah, and, I, and I guess in DC's case, I'm 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 more for that. In the Spirits' case, I'm like the the, the youth, the, the the talent is here. It, it's here and ready. We 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 should be better than we are. And I think that's what a lot of people are struggling. This feels like a almost like they've they've committed to a rebuild when maybe it wasn't it wasn't time for a rebuild. But when they're keeping still an Ashley Hatch and Andy Sullivan and Aubrey Bledsoe and a Trinity Rodman under contract, yeah, it's a bit of a they're definitely caught in between. I didn't I don't. It's a weird, re- it's a weird build. But then again, if you think about the fact that they've had five coaches in three years, yeah. it makes sense that there's not been a cohesive uh, identity or a plan. I talked to, I, t- I asked that question. I said, "This is the first time you're going to have a coach with a three-year contract, a coach that's a worldwide, world-renowned, in-demand coach that they that they paid or would have paid a large fee to free from his contract. So you have a really good expectation that you're going to have the same environment." for a couple of years, how much are you looking forward to that? And they're like, yeah, it's been chaotic. It will be nice to sort of, uh, you know, establish that, know what to expect. Also not have to keep proving yourself every single year to the coach who then may have new ideas about, you know, Terry McKeown style. Like, I think you go here now. Like, <laughs> so there'll be an opportunity for the coach to be someone that they knows who they are. I think that there's a huge value in that. Think if you, every time at your job, yeah. you had a new boss every, every year, that would suck. You would hate that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that, I think the players are ready for that as well. Yeah, I, I would, I would, ho- I would hope they would be. So, um, we also have the schedule come out. Um, a lot of, a lot of great videos, great videos. Really? Seriously. D- uh, DC and MLS in the mud, NWSL really, <laughs> they did this wonderfully. I thought. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of creativity there. Um, first match will be March 16th, um, at Seattle rain. A uh, home opener will be against Bay FC on March 23rd. Uh, final game November second, so the season runs from March to November. Uh, June 29th, I highlighted uh, they will be at home against North Carolina Courage. That is the Ashley Sanchez return game. So there you go, revenge game. You mean? Want to see that? Uh, EAFC also with it with a jersey leak. Uh, it, it is yellow. <laughs> it's yellow. It's like antifreeze. It's yellow. I like. I I just I I I, I hate this. I don't if there's like, ever a jersey I would not buy, Ted, it's this one. Yeah. I think you, you could put a line of jerseys in front of me, the last and, one. And that's the frustrating part is like I've been wanting to buy a spirit jersey, but I just haven't – there hasn't been a spirit jersey that's come out that I've said I have to own this. Like I didn't want to buy the one last year. I'm like, well, they're going to change. They're going to rebrand. So I want to wait till that rebrand. Now I'm seeing the rebrand and I'm like, I just don't even want to like – like black and yellow could be I, – I guess my problem with black and yellow is – it like it already it's already associated with like Columbus. It's associated with Pittsburgh. Like it's associated with like sort of you know hardworking you know Midwest. I know Philly's not Midwest. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah, yeah like the, like those types of areas. Mm-hmm. It's not really associated with DC. And I know I'm not saying you need to make it red, white, blue. DC's black and red. I'm not even saying you have to make it black and red. I'm just saying I just don't. I don't, I don't like this. I, I don't like that. They, it seems to me like it was going to be a, I thought it was going to be a rebrand and a name change. Now it's kind of like, you're just like shoehorning a black and yellow color scheme on a name and logo that wasn't originally designed for that. Well, they're not done. So the the latest reporting is that this is not the rebrand. The rebrand is still to come in another year. So this could be another placeholder. They could go with, this could be one year of yellow. They could completely rechange the name, the crest they could go they could go full out 
I would not put that past them. Yeah, I would not. A yellow, a yellow jersey out of nowhere that's this color is a perfect palate cleanser to then get to what you really want. Like, because everyone's going to be, you're either going to love this or you're going to hate this, and I think most people are going to dislike it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm ambivalent about it. Yeah, um, I I don't like it, but yeah, we'll 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 see. Maybe it maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe they'll win some championships. Maybe they'll come out with a really cool kit. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, I didn't think so in 2019 or whatever that was. So who's who's to say? Let, let's touch. I want to touch on this. I want to touch on this a little bit because I think there is some spirit. I think uh, Trini Rahman was asked about this. Uh, she was. It was great. The Lindsay Horan interview, um, and I think the biggest one is is we'll talk about us about knuckleheads like us that host a podcast. American soccer fans, uh, she said in an interview, most of them aren't smart. They don't know the game. They don't understand. He said, but it's getting better. Um, kind of a hard, I, I feel like she was like, she was like, this is going to piss some people off, but like, we're, you know, that was not, I mean, read the whole interview. I, I, I implore, I think that the, the one that the one that should have gotten quoted more and then kind of, it's like the second most quoted thing is that, uh, like people just take whatever the announcers say as what, what, what it was. Yeah. And like her mom would say, you played great. And she's like, I played like S, uh, I don't even know what game you watch. <laughs> so like, I, I think there, there is continue but i want to i want to wrap i want to yeah. comment on that but there's more quote read the rest of the quote yeah well the rest goes from what i've heard uh people understand the game a little i think she was talking about france uh since football the way we play it is the it is it is the french culture everyone watches football people know football and i think that's you know i will say i i don't agree entirely with her comment i think there are and this is something i've i've been frustrated with um a lot as you know as I am I am still hulking around Twitter as kind of this, even though it's a massive trash fire and the the people that I see getting boosted, the ones that are paying for like the that are clearly paying for Twitter, the anonymous USMNT fans and and other other people out there that really are like I mean I've 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 never been some I've always been somebody you know I I've had my 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 moments with Orlando fans, but I don't make that my primary. That's not your personality. That's not my personality. I always like try to be analytical about the game. I wrote a whole piece about Maddie being like, I want to get better at this side of the game. I want to learn, you know, how to analyze a player, how to scout a player, how to analyze games and stuff like that. And I feel like there are people out there that just, they don't care. They're just out there to troll. There's people on MLS who do MLS stuff. And I get so frustrated because I, there are so many good people out there that are that are doing really, really good stuff that, you know, are breaking down games, analyzing it, and really presenting really thought thoughtful content. And there is it's just getting drowned out now by these by these people that it doesn't Greg Berhalter could go and win and win the World Cup in 2026. It doesn't matter. They still think he's an awful coach and he's holding the USMNT back, even though they've played some of the best soccer and in some cases when, when the full 11's out there, some of the best soccer. And, and, and I will say, you know, one thing that bug, bugs me is the amount we, we, you know, we sort of rake Burhalter over friendly games. And we talk about, well, Burhalter hasn't gotten a win. And I'm like, it's, it's a bloody friendly. It's, it's an exhibition match. Like he, he's trying some different things. He he's experimenting. That's when you want to do that. You don't want to do it in a game against Mexico in the nation's league final, but you maybe, yeah, you do it a little bit in, See, see what some players have anyway. It just, it just, I, I, I read this and, and I, I tep, I think there are some smart people. I think the dumb people are very, some, even some people in the media that are getting drowned out by, by some really thoughtful commentators. And it's kind of a shame that that's the media landscape we live in. 
Yeah, I think Steph Yang wrote about the she like wrote an article about the article in the Athletic that I think everyone should read, and it talked sort of about like she has some good points, she has some points that she probably wishes she didn't make, and she has some things that are wrong. And I think that the thing she said most about it is that U.S. soccer culture is in formation; it's in development. It's not something that we were born with. It is different. It is uniquely American. And she she brought she brought out the the pictures the the pre match pictures where people are you know doing goofy pictures for the for the the picture before the match. Um, I am also old, uh, so I understand I understand like cranky old people Lindsay Horan saying like this is silly I don't think we should do this I understand that like I I, I honestly do get it because it's something that no one else does right so that you you normally judge yourself. By comparison, you look you look around the world, particularly when you are a young culture. You're like you're like, well, if nobody else does it, that means we're doing it wrong. The other, the flip side of that is to say, there are many players that come to America because our culture is different, because they can walk around, because they can go to the grocery store with their kids, because their life isn't ruined the rest of the week because they lost a midweek game uh, in the middle of the season. Not even anything that really decided anything. They're able to just live a life. So I think there's. Uh, if you are constantly evaluating yourself based on the rest of the world that has been involved and made this game more central to their existence than you all the time, you're going to, you're going to always sort of self negate the things that are different about you. You're going to, you're going to think they're bad. Uh, but if you instead look at this as an attribute that you don't have the baggage of a hundred years uh, of, you don't have the potentially NFL size, like over, over importance that you've placed on yourself in the culture because of just how everything is. And you're able to have more fun and enjoy it and, and, and be able to do, try new things. I think it's a good thing. I think that that only, that only benefits you in the long run. It attracts young people to your sport. Um, I, so I understand, I understand completely Lindsay Rand's comments. Like I can see the truth in them. I can also see how they're being interpreted and how those people are right. I think that people like, you know, just calling her Carly Lloyd 2.0, I think are missing the point a little bit. I think kind of, yeah. kind of like rope a doping into, into her point a little bit by doing that. I think it's, it's like a whoopsie, but you'll, I'm going to let you comment, but then I want to let you know what Trinity said about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the, the comments I, I, I do, I don't like the comments, I guess, about this, this current crop, this current team. I feel like, I feel like Lindsay Oran is coming from a place maybe where she, she was there. She was at the she was at the World Cup. I feel like her place. I maybe put a little more credence in 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 maybe what she has to say. I don't think she's coming from the, uh, you know, from the Carly Lloyd side of the fence. Uh, Carly Lloyd is uh, Carly Lloyd. I I think had a, a some 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 huge beef with one player in particular, and I think she used it to color her entire. Uh, her entire narrative and and also has used it i think in a lot of sense to to pretty much uh sort of you know build herself up as 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 she's created a media career she's done the alexi lawless thing where she realizes that just like those twitter accounts you don't like on twitter that engagement is engagement yeah regardless of the engagement and and she gets it and the best way to do it is just is just to 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 ignore it and and hopefully they go away honestly you engaging with them is is yeah. And we're talking about her. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, it worked again. She yeah. got another nickel. <laughs> so uh, Andre um, uh, asked this question, Andre of the Hey Spirits podcast, and I think also the District Press. Uh, 
he is the he is extremely comfortable asking the uncomfortable question, which is you know good on him. I, I think that I think that <laughs> I think we all fought it. I think he asked it at the end of the press conference. He said, "I don't want. I'm not going to ask you to comment on her on on these quotes. But what do you think about uh, these pictures?" And and sort of the fun around them. And do you think, you know, what do you think about them? And Trinity just said, uh, they're not going anywhere. We're we're goofy. We're going to have fun out there. We're going to enjoy ourselves. She said, I respect her opinion. And I think that she can, they're, you know, certainly valid for her to do those things. I think that you can do both. I think you can you can have fun and you can be serious. The pictures aren't going to change the way we play. Uh, and, you know, honestly, like that is in its simple distillation right there is that like so. Lindsay Aran sees those pictures as a signifier of, of on seriousness. And then if you took a step back and heard Trinity say it quite, quite obviously you've trained all week, you take a goofy picture, then you go play. It's not like you forgot your game plan. Like, oh, we take like, this goofy picture. We don't, we don't, we don't serious. No, I, I forgot everything. I don't care about, I'm not competitive now. <laughs> like it is just, it, it's, it's, it's like appearance versus practical and, I think in that way, Lindsay's wrong about the pictures because it's just about she doesn't want to be embarrassed. She doesn't want to be different. She wants it to be like everywhere else so that no one can no one can point and say that, that they're a joke. Do, do you, but my biggest problem and, and this is actually where I get I, I respect her opinion because she was there I, much more than Carly. Lowe. Carly Lowe was not in the locker room. I think she's been commenting from afar. Lindsay Rand was there. I understand. I feel like sometimes there there are those people that that how they how they play is they play with that type of energy of like mm-hmm. seriousness and emotion yep. and they also then but they can't imagine playing or 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 you know or being any other that way when you go like soccer is no different it, it's different than your job your day job but generally when you go to a job and you are happy engaged you're joking laughing with your workmates you're probably going to do better because you're in a better mood and mood sometimes plays a role for certain players in, in making it more fun. It's the, it's the Ted Lasso scene with, um, with, uh, with the, the captain who was like miserable and, you know, he drags him out to a, like a indoor game and is like, Hey man, have fun. This is a kid's game. Enjoy it. And he and, plays well. So good. And the, and the converse of that is to look at a player like Ryan Giggs or, or look at a player like uh who else am I thinking from Man United? Roy Keane, not Ryan Giggs. Roy Keane is the player I'm thinking of specifically, which is, I think, also who Roy, Roy Keane was based on, which is the whole point of a grumpy guy. But like some players, to your point, I think it's different in the men's game, right? Because I think the default in the men's game is seriousness. Mm-hmm. So you're able to function as like a basically a psychotic, like a hyper, a hyper competitive, like like miserable person. You're able to function in that environment because the, the baseline is just like, we're not we're not playing any games here. And if that's who you are and then you go into the spirit and the spirit are as as she just as as Trinity said, a goofy team, you're going to feel you're just going to feel like you don't fit in. You're going to feel like this is not the place for me. Like I like these people, but I'm just wired differently. So it makes sense that she's sees it that way. And it also makes sense that everyone else says somehow I'm able to be Trinity Rodman and now the second most highest paid player in NWSL and be successful and play for the national team and be goofy and have, and take my, my fit picks on the way into the game and, and do Instagram lives and all the things that I do. So I think it's age. I think it's just culture you come from. And then also how you're wired and how, how your hyper competitiveness manifests. Cause obviously Trinity Rodman is also hyper competitive. She wouldn't be where she was. Oh, if yeah. She wasn't. And you, you watch her on the it, field. It all comes out differently, right? You watch her on the field. She, she's very, 
She's she's extremely competitive, and I think she she fights she fights when she gets on that field for sure. Can be goaded into red cards based on her competitiveness. It certainly it can happen. Yeah. Um, oh man, ah, bad memories. I just thought about that during the press conference. I was like, should I ask about her not being able not being able oh, to be on the, right. the field for the first game? She's not going to be on the field for the first game. Wow. I didn't feel yet. It's my first press conference of the offseason. I I did not quite have my confrontational boots on yet, so I decided I was literally wearing slippers. I was like, I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel ready to do this. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode of uh, RFK Refugees. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Again, check us out, patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Um, a lot of y'all like the the content I wrote, um, so we're going to continue to try to provide it. I don't know if we'll – I thought about a Christopher McVeigh uh, scouting piece, but I just I, – I don't think there's really much to, to write than I could write about our young designated player, so sorry. But we'll get some other content out there for you guys. Uh, we'll also, we're going to go back to – we're definitely going to do some more of the Patreon shows, I think. I've got I've got a writing assignment for you, Ted. What's that? I want you to go back and watch Pirani games last year and see who's right. Is it the is it the the people that are think he sucks or the people who think he's great? You know, um, you know, John, that that is actually an actual idea I had for, mm-hmm. for a piece. Mm-hmm. That's so. a free one. <laughs> for for a piece um i just it's finding the time finding the time no for it. sure and also you have to watch like i'm doing <laughs> of your own accord 2023 DC united game that's uh, punishment yeah um also I, I i i was planning on actually maybe writing a piece about him against venezuela but they got waxed three to one i was like that's not gonna be a fun piece <laughs> it was a short piece <laughs> that'd be a fun piece to whack to write um anyway guys thank you so so much for listening uh we will catch you guys uh next week maybe uh, who knows? Be <laughs> next, we'll week, next week or two weeks. Sooner or later, we're, go- we're going back to weekly, guys. Don't worry. But, you know, we're still in preseason mode. Um, we'll see what the news dictates. And we'll catch you guys later. Vamos. Vamos. Thank you for listening to RFK Refugees Podcast. Make sure you rate and review the show wherever you download podcasts. If you want to support the show, consider joining our Patreon or subscribing to our channel on Twitch. Lastly, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, YouTube, Twitch, Goals.TV, Friendster, MySpace, and Tumblr. Some of those are even real. Vamos.